Hey everybody, welcome to Between the Horns. It is Tuesday, December 18th, Miles Simmons, DeMarco Farr, just about 11 a.m. Pacific time here in Agora Hills, California, and the Rams have now dropped two straight. Ah, yeah. First time they've done that under Sean McVay, now 11 and 3 after falling to the Eagles 30 to 23 on Sunday night football. Yeah, uh rough, tough. Um you know, two straight weeks on the big stage. Mm-hmm. You know, just uh, uh, two games you want back that everyone got to see. So, um a tough one. The Eagles are tough defending champs. I think you saw why there's elements of that uh, that was present on game day. Uh, the reason they won, you know, a, a lot of the news I heard or I'm listening to on the way in is what's wrong with the Rams or who's responsible for losing to the Eagles. Well, I would start with the Philadelphia Eagles, number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say they're responsible, more responsible than what the Rams did. So uh, it's just tough, um, you know, but the cool thing is, and I think Aqib Talib sum this up perfectly after the game we're 11 and 3 this is an 11 and 3 ball club still uh, that has already clinched the division yeah i mean so i mean this is not the end of the world um this is not your coach is about to be fired in two weeks mm-hmm. you know you're looking forward to the draft this is a little bit different but i mean it's still a two-game losing streak and it's got to get fixed no doubt yeah and i think it, it, you know the things you see the things you hear it's kind of like all right is it, it is it time to hit the panic button and in some ways, I, I don't want to say panic, but I think that there is definitely there does definitely have to be some sense of urgency at this point to get this fixed yeah. going into the postseason. No doubt. No doubt. And I mean, that's and that's going to be the fun part, um, trying to figure out this uh, thinking about what goes on at this time of year. Uh, the first thing that stands out to me, really, Miles, is you're going to find out if this team really likes each other. Because mm. it's rough this time of year. Mm-hmm. And I just remember going all the way back, and I hate being one of those guys that says back in my day, but just constantly being reminded of why we're doing this really helped. Um, every day we started the day talking about we're doing it for the other guy. Mm-hmm. It's not about you. It's about the guy next to you and the guy next to you and the guy next to you. We, we said that every single day ad nauseum to where you just got so sick of hearing it. But it actually makes sense. Um, when you do get tired, you need to find a reason why you're doing this, why you're putting yourself through all this. So you hope it's for the other guy. Um, and this might be the point in the year where your head coach stops being your friend and he becomes the blank with a whistle, yeah. you know, the taskmaster, that winning is above everything, including yourself. So, um this is when all that starts to happen late in football seasons, no matter what level you're on. Sure. And I think it's the thing that we keep hearing and we've heard, I think, throughout the entire course of the season and maybe even going back to last year, is just how connected these guys are as mm-hmm. a team. I mean, you hear it from the coaching staff about the coaching staff. You hear it from the players about the players. And I mean, you, you hear it internally, even in this building and we're in two separate buildings or whatever. But th- I think that's part of it. And so if the Rams are as connected as they say they are, then in theory, at least, this is the time where that should start to come through and you start to see guys really leaning on each other and getting better in that way. Right. And, you know, what's the the one thing that you can't change is Sean McVay does not take the field on game day. It's you. Right. Um, So I remember I've been, been on some teams that like where martial law has been declared in the locker room. To where the coach has removed himself. He's coaching you. He's going to hold everyone to the same standards, right? Right, and he's coming up with the game plan. Right, and, and, and really there's two different teams. There's the one that you see and the one that no one else sees, including the head coach, behind closed doors. Yeah. So this is where those 
real leaders start to emerge, not just the ones you see on game day going out for the coin toss. The real leadership of the football team has to take ownership. There's only so much he can do. Um, how much do you want this? How much do you want to win a championship? It's all about the guys in the room. So, you know, I, I, you're going to put it all on the head coach and the quarterback. That's where it should be. But it's really everyone else in the locker room that has to right this 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 wrong yes. to get out of this malaise. Yes. Uh, what was Sean McVay like on the coach's show last night? Because you were there and I, you know, was not. But what um, was he like there? Positive. Very yeah. positive. And, um, you know, I, I think – uh, he was he's very accurate. He knows his football team and he knows what they can do. So I think he's in the process of figuring out exactly what the team needs. And this is funny. Every team needs something, uh, whatever it is, a kick in the pants, a pat on the back, a day off. Uh, hate me, hate him, hate something. Right. They need something. He's just got to figure out what it is. And I think he's trying to figure out what it is. Yeah, I wonder. And I think about this a little bit like his youth. And he always talks about, you know, how, okay, you have so many great guys around you, you know, like a Wade Phillips who's been in the league, mm -hmm. you know, since before Sean McVay was born and everything. Is this maybe a place where Sean McVay has to grow into, okay, I I have this team, I have I am the head coach of it. And you yeah. know what? You know, we're eleven and three. We've lost two straight, but we've got this chance to write this in these last two games. I think this is a place where Look, it's just not something he's ever had to do before, right. you know, and I'm not trying to say like, oh, my gosh, because Sean McVay is young. It's this. It's that. It's the third. Because I don't think that. Right, right, right. But I think that this is just a place where when you are in your second year as a head coach, there's something that you have to grow in. There are just things that you have to grow into. And I guess that this is maybe one of them. We're, we're going to figure it out. I mean, he's uh, I, I'm, I'm sure of this. Um, he's got an idea in mind on how on how to get this team back on track. Now, he's not going to share that with us. That's no. between him and his team. But I think he has a pretty good idea of what to do and what he's going to do. So um, we'll see how the team reacts to it. But like I said, every everything, every team needs something, especially down the stretch. Um, so you, you've got to get it done. Um, I can remember just, uh, you know, our, a team falling apart to where we couldn't pull it back my junior year at UW. But that was because our quarterback had just been suspended. Hmm. And it just devastated the program. I mean, everybody had just tuned out. I think we went one and three and lost in the Rose Bowl. It was just one of those lost years. But we needed something that wasn't there. I think there's absolutely something he can do, say, or – change that's going to get this team this team's attention to get them refocused in high school we had to earn our wings on our helmets oh yeah so uh, did we yeah right remember if, i uh, think if this were pop warner or high school football the fix is easy you know you can just take something away and the pros is a little bit different um in college we had a no spat thing we went through we, we went through a bad period we weren't playing that well so Everyone on our football team liked to have our, our, our shoes spatted because they looked cool. Okay. And then our head coach said, the hell with that. No, you guys don't deserve it. Took that away. So we had to earn that back. The funniest thing was in St. Louis. Uh, we were bad. Um, there was this little waiting area between the weight room and the meeting rooms. So yeah. we would just kind of hang out there for like the last seven minutes before your meeting began. And we'd hang around on the furniture. Well, we kept losing. One day we came out, the furniture was gone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was hilarious. Oh, you bums aren't going to tear up our furniture if yeah. you're not going to win. Yeah. So, you know, at whatever your team needs to refocus – that's what you're going to have to do. But as a head coach, you're going to have to really figure out and know 
exactly what they need from this point. Yeah, and I and you know what? I think Sean McVay has done such a good job of pushing the right buttons throughout mm-hmm. the course of his first two seasons in the league. And, and like, for instance, I mean, earlier on in this season, right, when you have all the fires and the shooting and everything that's yeah. going on, you cancel practice uh, on that Friday to make sure everybody gets to stay with their families. You know, you have everything happen on that Saturday. You go out, you beat the Seahawks. Then you go to Colorado Springs. The, the game gets moved from Mexico City back to Los Angeles. You end up practicing in Colorado Springs. You come back, you win that game against mm-hmm. Kansas City as well. So uh, there is a history here. And while, yes, it is a short history, but there is there are some tangible examples of McVay coming back and, and making sure that he does those things. You know what I'm True. saying? True. Well, I mean, you hope that what happened the last two weeks is enough for the guys, uh, enough for them to to – refocus themselves. Um, Go to Mike Tyson. Uh, How do you train the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world? How do you tell him he needs to train better? Hard, right? Uh, You really can't. He's going to have to learn it in the ring. Boom. Buster Douglas. Coaching LeBron James. Exactly. So, I mean, you, you would hope, we would hope, everyone would hope that what has happened the last two Sundays on national television would get into their heads. Yeah. Hey, we have got to right this wrong. Uh, we have got to start from square one and get better from this point on. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go to Jared Goff because I think, you know, a lot of the discussion around what has happened to the Rams since the bye week has centered around him and for good reason. Yeah. I mean, he has been statistically one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL over the last three weeks, completing 55% of his passes, 726 yards, one touchdown, seven interceptions. Mm-hmm. Over the last two weeks, that is no touchdowns, six interceptions. So, yeah. again, it the, the numbers are not hmm. good. Right. Okay. Um, you, you heard me say this before we started when I said upon further review. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe we should take your focus off him and look at what's in front of him and just compare – the offensive lines and how teams have been playing. I 100% agree with The that. last couple of weeks. Um, he's been under duress quite a bit. A lot of duress. Yeah, there's, there's a lot that's going on there, so that's going to affect his play. Now, can he be better? Could he be more accurate? Absolutely. Yeah. Are there some throws he wants back? Sure. Um, but for the most part, when you look, you know, it, it's tough to play quarterback when you're constantly being moved off your spot. You know what I mean? It, yes, it really it is. is rough. It's tough to get in the rhythm when, you know, you're you're getting dinged up and 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 pushed around a little bit. Well, look, the other thing is, I mean, over the course of most of the season, we just didn't see that right. from this offensive line. It did a really nice job of protecting Jared Goff, just a snapshot. Keeping him upright, yeah. you know, and making sure that he had clean pockets to operate with and then fire off accurate passes. But over I, I totally agree with you, especially in this last game. There were times where Jared Goff did have a clean pocket. He was able to step into his throws and he made accurate throws. Mm-hmm. I mean, some I can think of a couple on the left sideline that he had to Brandon Cooks. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like th- he did make some accurate throws. But then there are those other times where there's that third down early in the second half where he's just got pressure in his face immediately and he has no choice but to throw it away. Right, because right. as Sean McVay has been saying the last couple weeks, sometimes it's just a dead play. Right. I, that's a contributing factor. I'm not saying that's the entire reason. The turnover, the one where he gets stepped on and turned 
turns the ball over? Yes. No, can't happen. That absolutely cannot not. happen. That's no, no, absolutely no, 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 inexcusable. No, no. Absolutely. So that's where we're starting from. Uh, that that is a critical error that will cost you football games. That can happen. So it did cost you the football yeah, game, in my opinion. He has to get better. Everyone has to get better. But if you're just ranking everyone's offensive line play from week fourteen, right? That was week fourteen. Uh, after the bye, week Fit, fourteen. Thirteen. Last week was thirteen. No, I always get the math 14. wrong. Fourteen. Fourteen. It was last week. Last. I week. don't know. I don't know when you're starting from. I'm from sorry. last week. Okay. At yeah. the end so, of last week, okay, after we Monday night, week fourteen is over, right? Yes. So. We're on to week 15 this week. No, it's week 16 Week now. 16. Oh, my God. Forget it. Anyway, if you're... What are you talking... Which games are you talking about? Since the bye about? week, Thank if you, you okay, rank so- their best o- the O-lines, where would you put the Rams right now? You would not put them probably in the top half. You would probably put them in the bottom quartile of the league. Right. So I, I think when you criticize Jared Goff for how he's been playing, I think indirectly you're you're putting the the onus on the guys in front, too. I think that's only fair. Yes, right. I, I, no, I think that's very fair. God, and I, I hate math. Never mind. I hate math too. The, ba- like, the bye week always screws me up. Yes, anyway, so go ahead. The bye week was week 12. Never so mind. Don't explain it. We got it. 13. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. Move I on. do now. Thank you very much. Yes, Stop it. Just I, but let no, me work this out. I, I got you. But yeah. no, I think I think you're right on, yeah. in what you're saying about the offensive line. I mean, yeah. you, you know what? Sean McVay talked about it last week um, after the Bears game where he was saying that key players – were making uncharacteristic mistakes. Mm-hmm. And in that, you know, I took that as being Andrew Whitworth, John Sullivan, Austin Blythe, who had done a fantastic job throughout it's the It's gonna course be the, the same season. five guys. I know. Yeah. <laughs> right. I know, I know you know what I'm you saying. You don't have to go by name, right? Well, I guess yeah. uh, well, we can name the other two, Roger Saffold a left guard, right. and then Rob Haven sign a right tackle. Right. And so, like those guys, but I mean, you had a couple of false starts by Andrew Whitworth in um, Chicago. Uh, in Chicago. Yeah. And then again, you had a holding call yeah, on yeah. Andrew Whitworth against um, the Eagles on Sunday. So uh, these are things that the Rams have to correct because, look, they're, they're your best players. We've yeah. talked for the last two years about how much Andrew Whitworth has stabilized the left side of the offensive line. And now you've got, ironically, Greg Robinson is actually doing pretty well in Cleveland right now, helping them Shocking, get right? to, yeah, it, yeah. Uh, honestly, it is, yeah. helping them get to where they are. But I think, you know, when you have somebody like Andrew Whitworth, you need him to be Andrew Whitworth. Yeah, I mean, they just, have to play better i mean philadelphia's defensive line uh it wasn't just one guy true it it, it seemed like every other guy was the star of that series so um and i don't think that was just them i think that was a function of how you're playing too so that that has to improve i think we we can all understand that so until that starts and how you start that is like you said you have to go all the way back to basics and just start again Mm-hmm. You know, I'm really just start again from this point and try to get better incrementally. Because uh, when your quarterback is struggling, the last thing you want to do is put more on him. What you want to do now is simplify. Right. Yeah. Simplify things. Let's get some easy throws and let's starting. Let's start to build momentum and confidence at the same time. So uh, to to take it to the upfront thing though, is it personnel right now? Do you have to think about that? Uh, you know, look, it's. The thing that that's, that stands out to me when I look at some of the stats and not the ones that most people go to, when you look at how many team, how many players teams are playing, right? Mm. And the starts, the Rams aren't playing that many guys. No. You know what I mean? So it's been the same group for a, a long period of time. So, you know, to win a championship, it takes everybody. So with some young players that are waiting to play, are you in on this thing or are you just riding? Because as of right now, they could use some snaps. 
Hmm. You know, if this guy needs a blow for a quarter or a couple of series here or there uh, just to get you through, can I trust you to go out there and not have a letdown? Can I trust you to go out there and not miss miss a blitz pickup mm-hmm. on an important down? Mm-hmm. So that's the thing that separates, you know, the good from the elite teams. Like Belichick and New England, it seems like the names keep changing, but the attention to detail doesn't. The mistake-free football doesn't, especially in December. You know Absolutely. what I mean? So I think that's what every single team, I think that's what this team needs right now. It can't be the same names making all the plays. Interesting. Yeah. Well, but that's the way that this offense has operated, especially, I mean, over the, since basically the second half of 2017, mm-hmm. McVay has ex- almost exclusively used 11 personnel, and he didn't in this last game for a couple of snaps. Um, I think it was at the end of the first half when Kaderil Hodge yeah. came in there because uh-huh. Todd Gurley was dealing with his knee, uh-huh. and so then they used Four, tight, four wide receivers, one tight end. But other than that, it's exclusively 11 personnel. Right. And since Cooper Cup has gone out, it's been exclusively Josh Reynolds at that um, third wide receiver spot. And the only two guys that really <coughs> go back and forth are Tyler Higby and Gerald Everett right. at tight end. So, A, I mean, your skill position players are one thing. Mm-hmm. But I, what I'm assuming that you're talking about is up front. Yes? In Wait, the fi- you lost me. So uh, but when you were saying that, you know, you what guys might need a blow here and there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're talking about the five up front. Right. Right. With right. a Brian Allen, for instance, or a Joe Noteboom. Uh, absolutely. Right. Take a series or two here. I mean, yeah. look, like we said, you are 11 and three. The the playoffs is a guarantee. It, it is. Unless they change the rules, yeah, right? You, you've got a home playoff game. Right. So, I mean, are you in on this ride mm-hmm. or are, are you... Or are you just riding? So I would love to see a Joseph Noteboom take a couple of reps out there. Why not? It gives Wit a rest, a long rest. Yes. I would love to see Brian Allen because I'm. I like to see guys, you know, get punished. I think he's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, uh, I'd like to see him take a series or two. Let's just take a look at it, see what it looks like for a while. This, I mean, not to get too far ahead of you know what I've got on my little plan here, but yeah. like this could be uh, these next two weeks in theory should be the weeks to do it based on the opponents you're playing. Absolutely. I mean, and yeah. like, and I don't mean that to say disparage you know the Cardinals or the Niners in any way because these two teams can beat you. They are divisional opponents. They can come in. You look. At what Arizona did a few weeks ago against Green Bay, they yeah. basically got Mike McCarthy fired. I I used to, like if you could have had everything wrapped up. Uh, say you get your first round by your, you've got the number one seed right, and yeah. you've got these two games to play. Treat it like bowl practice to where all the youngsters play. You get the next group ready for the next run. Yeah, and you also rest your starters for the big game. Well, right. Out. If you had beaten the Bears, you could have been able to do that, exactly. but you didn't get your you didn't get your stuff done. Exactly. So, so now you, you can't. But you can still sprinkle that stuff in. Yeah, you can still sprinkle some extra reps. And I mean, why not? I think it only helps you down the road. You know, it is funny to see you know some of your starters going into these games and coming out of these games, you know, bumped around and bruised and seeing the young guys walk out fresh. Yeah. Okay, well, why don't you go take some reps? Either more in practice or take a few in the game. You know, just they have to be able to trust you. And if they can't trust you to know the playbook by now in December, then there's a problem. Yes. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. Uh, The impression that I've gotten, though, throughout the course of the year is that they do trust guys like Noboom and Allen. Good. Whenever whenever they yeah, whenever they come in and they had to in Chicago, both of them did. Yeah, they've been all right. 
Not in, and I don't mean just in spot duty. I mean in some key situations. No, I know. Yeah, I know. Like trust to play. Like you're protecting Jared. Mm-hmm. You know, not just mop up duty. And yes. we're running the football. We're running draws on third down. No, we're we're running our game plan, mm-hmm. and you're a part of it. So I I'd, I'd love to see those guys play and get some of those some veteran guys some rest. Yes, I think that that would be nice to see over the course of the season. As long, I, for me, that's what you have depth for. It, it is <laughs> right. I you get out to a two touchdown lead early. Against one of these two teams. I don't teams. give a damn if it's three points. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's a tight know, ball game. I know. You, you're, we this can, is where you and I We can win or lose with this drive. You're in. I, not, I, I not, hear you. Not let me set it up for you to like be cushy. No, you're going to have to play. Yes. Yeah. I no, I, I hear Go you. Go block Chandler Jones. Right. No, Chandler <laughs> Jones is going to be in probably yeah. the whole time. He, he wants to sack Jared Goff as much as anybody. Yeah. So, But I think that, you know, you got to... I don't know. I I would like to see it with the lead, and like that's what I'm saying. This is where we okay. differ on this. That, that, I, yeah. That's all it is. Go block Chandler Jones. If he beats you, grab him. I don't give a damn if it's a holding <laughs> call. <laughs> Throw him on the ground. Yes, sir. Oh man. <laughs> all right. Um. But for for Jared Goff's performance in and of itself, um, I think there. I think you know what you said upon further review is kind of right. There yeah. were some absolutely unacceptable plays made. I think that the one that he had on that third down it's third and one and i know you get stepped on and i know you're trying to make a play but you can't do that yeah you just can't right so those are the or things that you, it's you've got to yeah. correct if you try to get out of that you know i mean I, I think you would say and i hate to say it oh just eat the football right okay if they step and it, if they if you get stepped on and you fall okay just make sure you keep possession take the loss, right? Yes. I don't want to take that away from a guy who's aggressive. I, so if you're going to try to get up and make a play, make sure you make a damn play. Right. Not to them. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's how I would you would come after that. Um, I, I, I wouldn't say, Jared, you're making a mistake by trying to make a play ever. But right, if you right, do, right, 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 right. make the freaking play. Well, my I think the issue more is how you're trying to make the play, uh-huh. right? You know, yeah. you can't just let the ball go in any sort of which way. Yeah. If you're going to try to make a play, and at that point, you got to try to do it with your legs. Is it, no, I don't want to say that. That's mean because he's been playing better. But back in training camp when they did the hard knocks with Jameis Winston, that was a Jameis. It absolutely yeah, was a Jameis. It was a Jameis. That was a Jameis. Everything's it, yeah. going so well, and why? <laughs> why? Why would you do why? that? Right, 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 right. And that leads to seven points for the opposition, and you lose by seven. Pretty much, right. So right. there there you have it. Yes. Um, but I think there were just some other things in that game. You know, like I brought up the Whitworth holding call. Yeah. You got a, a offensive pass interference on Robert Woods that I thought was a little bit questionable. You know, that's that's a play that's still bugging a lot of people. Um you know, <laughs> the the officials ruling on that call, yeah. Uh, especially when it was happening on the other side. So there were a lot of fishy things. A neutral zone infraction that got turned into a false start because yeah. the defender didn't come into the neutral zone when he clearly was above the football. I could see that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I could see it from my seat in the press box. And then I saw it on video again. And like, yeah. wow, okay. Yeah. Maybe that could have gone the other way. So that was weird. The the one where Rob Havenstein stood up, waved his hands, and then got back in his stance. Yeah. Without flags. Yeah. Okay, that was a right tackle that just moved. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't care who you call it on, but you got to stop the play. <laughs> right. The, 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 the offense was shifting there, so I guess that he could shift. That's the reason why I felt like it that wasn't was a, called. That was a new one no, on me. I, yeah, I know. Wow. I, I felt that way as well. But, like, it just – there were just have just been things yeah. over the course of the last two weeks where – 
people like to talk about, oh my gosh, what the Rams in the red zone, da 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 da. Well, you know, oh, yeah. if you have penalties, well, wait. if you're taking negative plays, then that's what happens. What's the? I'll tell you this. I'm not even going to ask the question. I'll just tell you. The most threatening okay. guy in the red zone for a defensive player is always that running back. Okay, and I think you lost Todd early. It, yeah, there was a problem. So, no shock. You're having problems in the red zone when your best threat is dinged up and they know it. Well, not only that, but I mean, Todd Gurley, you, you got to give him credit for gutting out that performance because he was still able to be in the game. You know, he had that late touchdown that was right uh, from a yard out. So, but I, yeah. I, I hear what you're if saying. If I say half a Todd, do you, is that, you think Todd would find that as a diss? I'm just saying he's hurt. So I wouldn't call him half. Oh, whatever. A compromised Todd. Compromise is a good word. Is is better than a full time backup. I I just refuse to believe that. Well, at this point, it, it, who, based on who your backups are, I refused. I I just as a football player, I refuse to believe that. What do you mean? No, if, if the guy is clearly drag dragging a leg, then it's my opportunity. It's my it responsibility be. to go out there and and play running back. But yeah, but you have to execute. I know. So we're, saying, we're 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 on the same page. We right? are on the yeah. same page. I mean, like, th look, this is the the this is why when Sean McVay um, announced the Malcolm Brown injury, and somebody asked him, "Okay, you know, is there maybe some kind of silver lining here that you will get some younger backs experience?" Right. Sean McVay said, "No, I don't think so." Wow. And you know what? It's because Malcolm Brown is that guy that you can trust to come in and to execute at a high level because he's done it throughout the yeah. last two seasons and he's done it so well. I mean, you there was that play in New Orleans where he tiptoed the sideline and still got in the end zone. Yeah, man. That was a good play. That was a great play. Yeah, they missed him big time. He's a Malcolm Brown is a starting caliber player that they had on their bench that, it, that he could come in and you really did not notice much, if any, drop-off in the play of the offense. The second starter. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that game was going to be, on Sunday night, was down and dirty, it was gritty. Um, I think Tlaib understood immediately what type of game it was. Um, Robert Woods definitely understood what type of game. Nothing's going to be easy. He tonight. always does. Yeah, it's just going to have to be nasty. So if I think if you had a healthy Todd, you know, at the end of that game where you can actually keep the defense – honest and off balance yeah. running the football. Um, maybe the second half is different. Uh, and even with that, even with the, the turnover, the, the, the muffed punt or the, I don't even know what you call it with Jojo Nelson. It was, with a, it was a fumble. A fumble. He, it, he said he tried. He said he was trying to switch hands with it just the ball, came out. and it came out. Even it with that, you play. still had a shot. So I mean, look, they came roaring back. It's just not enough. But and it was a perfect storm. I mean, they were getting pressure. You couldn't run the football. And you know Jared was a little bit off with some of his throws. So it's it's just one of those things that's it's starting to add up. And it just so happened it was both games were on Sunday night. Yes. So it just makes you the the it thing to talk about in the National Football League. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And you know what? That that's the thing. But um, with Todd Gurley, though, um, just to sort of injury update at this point, Sean McVay said yesterday that he's day to day, but that they expect him to be all right with just some knee inflammation. So. Hopefully, that means that um, he will be available to play against the Cardinals. Because, again, I, like, I understand and I've seen these tweets that it's like, oh, God, you, you got to rest Todd. You just got to rest him. You know, if you can't beat the Cardinals without Todd Gurley, uh, like, I don't, I don't see it that way. The, because you have so much to play for right now, you know, you get this first round by. I might be with him. <laughs> I'm sorry. Man, I don't know. What? 
I, I mean, you, I think <laughs> I think you have to maybe differentiate the amount of snaps that you might play with Gurley, but I you, I don't think you can rest him right now. I don't I don't think you can afford it. Oh, okay. Then we're we're in agreement. Then that's oh, what I mean. Yes. I, yeah, I think you you need that guy. If you don't have a capable backup, then he's going to have to do it. Right. Yeah, and that's 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 the I guess the shame of it. Yes. Right. It, it's unfortunate. But right. You know what? Right now, I mean, look, we I've sort of mentioned it, but like John Kelly's out there, he whiffs some pass protection. Yeah. Wow. That was a big play too. Huge <laughs> that a, play. That was a huge play in the game. Well, wow, that's what I mean. Like you're going to have to be trusted to run the offense and know what to do. It's that important for the rest of the year. Yes. Or, I mean, you're going to have to ask more of your starters, and that's fine, too. You know, hey, Robert Woods has done a lot. Cooks has done a lot. You're going to have to do more. Mm -hmm. Same thing on defense. You know, everyone's asking what if Aaron's being doubled, where are the other guys? Okay, maybe they're not going to show up for the rest of the year. So, Aaron, you're going to have to do more. Yeah. You know, you're, you're going to have to tell the guy that's got 16 and a half sacks, you may need 20. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. That, so, but that that's where the Rams are right now. But that's – and that's well and good. That's fine. That's what they get paid for. Right. That's just the way it is. I mean, he was the highest paid defensive player in the league for about 24 hours. And so All hey. the attention he's getting, he's, yeah. he's proven it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, I think, though, from that the standpoint of, you know, the injuries and who you're missing and everything and Malcolm Brown, I think it's really worth mentioning at this point how much the Rams are missing Cooper Cup. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, and I don't – and every time, you know, Sean McVay, Jared Goff talks about this, they they make sure that they're saying they don't mean any disrespect to Josh Reynolds, and I don't really either because I think Josh Reynolds has shown that he can make plays. But at the same time, there's a reason why Cooper Cup, Brandon Cooks, and Robert Woods were the starting three wide receivers. Cooper mm -hmm. Cup is a great player. He is a dynamic route runner. Yeah. <laughs> and he shakes tacklers and, and, and also in a dynamic manner. So there are so many different things that he does for the offense. And when you lose him, you're now playing Robert Woods out of position. And you put Josh Reynolds on the field where really Robert Wood's supposed to be. I don't think he's going to be out of position anywhere you put him. I don't either. <laughs> right. I'm not. I, yeah, I, that's probably a bad place. Yeah, You're right. Yeah. He's not necessarily yeah, out of position, he's but he's player. not. Yeah. He's not where he started. Right. Right. I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah you know. Right. And and that doesn't mean anything necessarily to Robert Woods because he became, I think, the 13th player in league history. To have at least, excuse me, I think he's the sixth player in league history to have at least uh, to have thirteen straight games with at least sixty yards receiving. Wow! <laughs> that, wow! The, uh, the consistency is unreal. Who's tracking this? <laughs> I don't know. It was like Elias Sportsburger or wow. something. Wow! I don't know. Wow! I want to yeah. meet that guy in the basement. No, right? I'm just oh no, no, no! I'm just Ouch. kidding. I'm just kidding. But I, yeah. but my my point here is that you know, the, especially in these last couple games. Cooper Cup would have made a significant difference. You know, he, uh, he he's the last power pellet on the board. You ever played Miss Pac-Man? The last power. Yes, yeah, guess, yeah. Yes. Or, or, or when you when you wah, 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 when wah, you wah, stupidly wah. go through all your power pellets too soon, <laughs> and, and now you've got no help against like eight ghosts. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what he provided for the offense. I mean, he was a guy that can always get you a play, make you a play when you need a play. Plus, when you're just running your offense, he's so deceptive and there's almost nothing he can't do. So, yeah, it is – you can't replace that. That's why he's special. Exactly. And that's what, you know, everybody. But you can overcome say. it. You can overcome his loss. That yeah. is the thing. And I think the Rams maybe have to do a better job of looking to overcome what this is. What, what the loss of Cooper Cup is. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I still think you can be dynamic. Um 
you won't be the same without Cooper Cup offensively, but you, I think you can be you can make up for make up for it with how dynamic you can be with a guy like Reynolds. Mm-hmm. There was a reason they went to him on that last play. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's tall. He and he's got springs. He's the guy that can go up and get it. So that's and he uses his six foot three frame all the time. That's an added dimension, you know, to the offense. You'd like to be able to sprinkle that with Cooper Cup, Cooks, and Woods. Then you yes. become something deadly. But now you're going to have to lean on it a little more. But that athleticism is still there. So I still think you're just scratching the surface with him. I agree. I absolutely agree, and I will never forget how excited um, receivers coach Eric Yarber was in the draft room when they got Josh Reynolds when they did in the fourth round. Yeah. He said, we just got the steal of the draft. Now, yeah. the, I, Josh Reynolds has definitely made plays. I think that he can step up a little bit more and show why he was the, that kind of steal yeah. know, in the fourth round back in 2017. I, I'll make a bet with you. I bet this coming Sunday – if we start to see a spark out of the offense, it's going to come from a play he makes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm serious. Like a one-handed leaping grab. It's going to come from him. That touchdown grab he had on Sunday night was pretty damn good. It was. Yeah. I thought he was, I thought he scored. I mean, he was right there on the goal line. It was tremendous. Great route, great throw, great everything. So uh, I, I bet if there's going to be some sort of the, some sort of spark in the offense that makes you go, okay, that's it. It's going to come from a guy like him. So I would argue that it might come from another guy that comes from that 2017 draft. And I would, it, it would be Gerald Everett. Wow. He was open. God, he was open. I know. Oh my God. He was open. On the out yeah. and up. Yeah. 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 He was open. Line. Yep. He yeah, was. man. He's playing. And that's one of those throws that Jared Goff, he had time. You have to make. Throw. Yep. You have to make that throw. And he's made it. And that's the thing, you know, in Jared, uh, excuse me, Jared Goff said this, Sean McVay said this, the things that have gone wrong, they're fixable. And they're things that the Rams have done throughout the course of the season. Right. You know, it, they, they were doing it a few weeks ago. Right. It's just you have to get back to it somehow. Yeah. If they're going to give you the tight end, then he's got to make you pay. Right. He's got to keep making them pay until they show him attention, which is going to open up everything else the Rams want to do. Mm-hmm. That's how offense works. That's how these good tight ends. We were just talking about how great Watson is in New, in New Orleans. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, just when you think you've got it sewed up, that's when he starts hurting you. Mm-hmm. And then you have to show him attention. And then Kamara gets loose out the back door. So uh, as long as... If they say, okay, we'll let the tight end catch passes, then he should absolutely hurt you every single time it does. Yes. You know, and then make plays. Make uh, make a guy miss. Get upfield. Get the extra yards, the yak yardage. I believe you. I think he can be one of those guys. But I just have this, this deal. Um, when you're looking for something explosive, you look for probably your most explosive guy athletically, you know, I would bet it's going to come from him. But we'll see. Either one is going to work. Yeah, 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 absolutely. All right, let's turn it to the defense, too, because I think a lot of what's happening (laughs) – I mean, a lot of what's happening with Goff and, you know, the offense, (laughs) and they're not scoring the 30 points a game like they had. You know, I I think it's taking a little bit of heat off the defense because the defensive performance, to me, especially, uh, you know, we go back to this phrase, upon further review, Mm -hmm. defensive performance in that game just was not good enough. I don't think. You know – um, hard, man. And uh, going back to a lesson I learned way back when, I remember screaming at my offense uh, in college, like, damn it, why can't you guys score? And Lincoln Kennedy, of all people, um, shooting back at me. It's not that easy. I just didn't get it back then. I get it now. Uh, but it is, it's frustrating. I had to learn to deal with the frustration when your offense goes stagnant or they turn the ball over. It really starts to wear on you because mm-hmm. every time you do that, 
you're basically taking years off our life. We got to go dig ourselves out of this hole. You know yeah. what I mean? Really? Yes. I mean, we're yes. in bad field yes. position. It's all on us, and they've got all the advantages. It just doesn't seem fair because when you turn it over in bad field position and they score, that goes against you guys. Mm -hmm. So somebody in your room is probably going to lose their job because of that. And when it happens over and over and over again, it, it does start to well up. You get a little angry, but you just have to know they're trying as hard as they can on that side of the football as well. Fair. So, you know, having to get better, I mean, I thought they played great. I did. Really? I did. I mean, there were some situations to where, I mean, you, you let some guys free down the middle of the field. Can't that, happen. That's what I mean, man. All, all Sean Jeffrey had a great day against you. but Yeah. But yet and still, with everything that was going wrong offensively, you still had a shot to win it. You did. Yeah. You still got the ball back when it mattered most. Yes. I mean, so. Okay, yes. So, that, so, that, and that's fair. Yeah, I, I can't look at these bad plays and ignore the great stuff you did, too. I thought they played great ball in key situations. All right, but I, to me, though, that's like, you, you got to even it out, right? Like, there were great but, plays, yeah. but, like, you, you let two guys get down the field completely on you for a play that should have been a touchdown, but yeah. Nick Foles underthrew it so bad that it was only, and I use air quotes on this, a 50-yard reception. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. On yeah. the first play of the drive. And yeah, you yeah. actually got a pretty good quarterback hit in there by Indomitian and Sue on yeah. that play. So that to me, you know, I, there were just too many plays, I think, made by Alshon Jeffrey. And you did a decent job in limiting Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz didn't kill you. And you knew that, you know, that was probably the guy that she had to look for. But when Jeffrey gets eight receptions on eight targets for 160 yards. Yeah. You got to do better than that. Uh, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, I, I never thought that would happen, but I mean, I, I, I think they took enough away um, and made plays when they needed to. Uh, believe me, it's not like I'm giving them a pass at all. Some guys, really I don't think need, you are. Some guys really need to step up, um, you know, and and play better. I thought some guys that didn't play as well the week before, I thought they played better. Uh, like Michael Brockers in the middle was a stalwart mm. in the A-gap. I mean, he was really down and dirty. Like I said, that game was nothing was going to be easy. This is going to be nasty, and I thought he played nasty ball. Yeah. Um, so there were, there were were there was a lot of good stuff. John Johnson was all over the place. He was. He all was. over the place, absolutely. John run, Johnson did play well. Run and pass, and the plays that LaMarcus made towards the end of the game to, to give you life, to – keep hope alive, so to speak. There, there was a lot of good defense being played out there. Um, it's just hard when you turn the ball over to a defending champion that knows how to win. Yeah, yes, I, I agree. Like, okay, I, so to me, there are 30 points scored in that game, right? Uh -huh. 23 of them are probably on the defense. You know, yeah, yeah. Based on the way things went, uh, that the the golf, you know, interception, whatever that went back to the twelve yard line, and then you yeah. get that sudden change that you've set them up for a touchdown. The offense set them up for a touchdown. I think that's what you're speaking to True. in terms of the turnovers and like, you know, everybody, you, you're that those points go on the defense. They don't. You know, no it, doubt. It's not yeah. Now here's where you where you would say, okay, it's you guys, and I don't want to hear anything else about where they got the football. I mean, how they score those rushing touchdowns. This isn't a a yes. stupid tackle eligible. I mean, these are some basic off tackle plays. They just beat you on. Yes. Yeah. So there's there's Jared ain't out there. That's right. You, that's you guys. Right. So I, I'm with you. I mean, those situations you've got to be tighter. But you know, 
Bad plays, good plays. I mean, I, you just can't put it all on them, especially when you're turning it over. No, I don't yeah. put it all. I, I wouldn't put it all on the defense for sure. Yeah. Um, obviously, the offense is not performed up to its standards. And, you know, when you have um, two offensive turnovers and then a special teams turnover, like oh. that, those, yeah, right. that, that is going to hurt you. It's yeah. going to impact and the an, way the game works. Another failed fake punt or another failed – Fake special teams play. Yes, I thought he caught it. Oh my god, I thought he caught it. Really? Oh, I thought no. he got his. Really? I'm up there. I, I, okay. I could tell. I could tell. I thought I he mean, got his my, hands under it. Oh. You know why? It was because basically, <laughs> yeah. like from where I stand during the game, like it's it was an eye shot. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Oh. So like I turned to um, Clarence, our staff writer. Yeah, yeah. Like, no. Nope. Oh wow, 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 wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, even with all that going against you, you still had, you were throwing for the end zone on your last. Play. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's true. But uh, so you mentioned Michael Brockers. Yeah. Um, but there are, I think, a lot of people. And I hate to do the people are saying thing, but yeah. people are saying and I tend to agree. Like where where is the more production going to come from? Because it better be you've from got guys like Sue and Brockers and, and Fowler and everybody else. Right. The guys that are playing. With Donald. That's what I'm saying. Because <laughs> yeah. Aaron Donald is getting double team. He's getting triple team. He's getting yeah. fewer and fewer one-on-one opportunities. And while teams, I think, have done a good job of sort of scheming away, away from Donald, that means that somebody else has to be out there and able to make a play. Right? Okay. Right. You know how I look at it? How? Aaron, you got to crack it. I don't care what they're doing to you. Are you, Period. You, you, no, you mentioned yeah. that earlier. Aaron, you got to crack it. Um, yeah, they're they're doing things to take you away. Okay, beat it. Mm-hmm. You, you're going to have to find a way to win. End of story. Yeah, if you want us to win, you got to get on the quarterback. There, there's this weird stat now that uh-huh. when Aaron Donald has a sack in a game uh, since the Rams hired Sean McVay, they are undefeated. When he does not have a sack, the Rams are apparently 5-7. and seven. Okay, <laughs> great. Let's tattoo that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, put that above his locker. Put that above every everybody's locker that plays defensive line or rushes. Get the AD a sack. Yeah, uh, when this guy makes a play, we win. Okay, how how do you think that should make everyone else around him feel? That we gotta get him to make plays, or, like, or I mean, or like let me make plays too. You've been saying that for the last couple of weeks, but it just has not translated to the field. That's what I keep. That's what I w- go back to. Okay, Aaron. Yeah, they're taking you away. You're going to have to crack it. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, you're going to ha- ask the guy that's got 16 and a half sacks. You're going to need 20. That's an yeah. impossible. That's an impossible ask, but you're going to have to. Is it impossible? It's too. No, it's hell no. Too over the next two weeks. I don't think it's an impossible. You're going to have ask. to find a way to get it out of him. Yeah. Right. That's that's. If it is to be, it's up to me. That's how you have to think. Yes. Um. I think that 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 the um. Wow. I really short circuited there. Oh, Ooh. that's all right. Yeah. But I think that that's part of it. Um. With Aaron, you know, yes, you want him to be able to crack that. It's two sackless games in a row, which he has not had since the beginning of the yeah. season. Yeah. Well, look. Th- this this. We've been playing football for a long time in this country, right? He yeah. ain't the first guy that's been doubled most of the time. Right. You got to find a way to get through it. That's that's all there is to it. Well, for the most part, throughout. I would the hope two's season, not enough to take him away. The, for the most part, this season he's been able to do that. Right. I think over the last two weeks, though, especially what you've seen is teams really be able to get rid of the ball quickly. That was definitely the strategy that the Eagles employed with Nick Foles. They weren't going to let Aaron get really get those opportunities to rush. Because you are either throwing the ball very quickly or you're rolling out opposite of him yeah. and getting Foles outside, and that's when he has a little bit of time to deliver a ball. Okay, field. then get there faster. Yeah. 
Period. Uh, no, no, I matter mean, what, I, no matter what they're doing to take you away, you're going to have to defeat it. I am not disagreeing yeah. with you on any part of yeah. what you're saying in this right now. I'm, I'm not. Right. Un unless you get somebody else to take advantage of the double, take advantage of the one-on-ones. If not, then it's got to be him. Yes. I'd rather lean on him. I, I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's for, just where you are. For good reason. Um, in the in the secondary, it was nice to see Aqib Tlaib have an interception. I thought yeah, that he man. did a great job of falling off the wide receiver route and then just saying, oh, I know where this is going. That's a baller. Yeah, right? man. That, that's a baller. Um, that's Troy Palomalo, Ed Reed stuff. I mean, if you play it letter perfect, I guess the way they draw it up, it's a touchdown. They hit that play. Mm -hmm. But you've got one guy that just knows how to play football. One guy that can go beyond the rules or what you think he's going to do and make a play, and he did it. Yes. Yeah, that, that tremendous play. And it was at the perfect time, too. Yeah. Yeah, sparked momentum. Well, it bailed out the special, the failed special teams mm -hmm. play. Yeah. And yeah. so that's, I mean, when you put the defense in that position, I think, you know, you have, an, again, it's not necessarily a sudden, sudden change because it's a turnover on downs. But at the same time, that's a tough spot for the defense to be put in when they're already in plus territory. Yeah. And then you have your heady corner, you know, they're trying to make a play. Well, no, he makes the play instead and he keeps wow. them off the board. What if you made him head coach for a day? Akeem to leave. Yeah, man, that would be cool. <laughs> Why do you want to see that? that? I, cool. feel like, I just feel like you like that because you're a defense. That's what guy. I'm saying. Just clo close the doors. He's the head coach for the day. Yeah. It reportedly had a a, a players-only defensive meeting no, on Friday. No, it does not surprise me at all. That's what I'm saying. Close the doors, lock them, just us, and let him be head coach for the day. Uh, oh, yeah. Lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. The, the the leadership. Yeah. The ones that we don't know. The 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 true football team. Those guys will start to emerge. The guys that made plays on Sunday are the guys that we're talking about. Yeah. Ro like I said, Robert Woods got it in the blink. Okay, it's gonna be one of those days. Give me the ball. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, let me do it. Yeah. The 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 Marshawn Lynch run through your face mask over and over and over and over and over type day. He didn't say face mask. Or face. Yeah, <laughs> run through your face over and over and run, over. Run through a yeah, face. Yeah. That, yeah. that type of game. So yeah. those type of players will drive you for the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's turn it forward, talk a little bit about Arizona. Still a little early in the week, but I, I think yeah, – I, I just think it would be silly not to say that, you know, again, it's nice – you're playing Arizona. They are a 3-11 and team. They've not played that well. They've got a rookie quarterback. And, you know, looking at their game last week, it really reminded me of the Week 14 matchup that the Rams had with Atlanta back in 2016. Rookie quarterback, ball keeps getting turned over. He's getting blasted. And eventually, oh god, the forty-four to whatever. It at yeah, one yeah, point yeah, it yeah, was. Yeah. I think it ended up like forty-two to fourteen. Oh, but at one god. point it was forty-two to nothing. Ooh. And that game, um, yeah, uh, Matt Ryan put on a clinic without Julio Jones. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And um, whoever the Muhammad Sanu. Sanu was, a, was yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right. I remember right. that. Yeah. So I it sort of reminded me of that game because you have hmm. Rosen got sacked six times. Um, he threw, I think, two picks, and I really have it in front of me, so I should just look. But, you know, you oh, had They're Rosen. struggling. They're scuffling. Yeah. Right. And so, again, like, they are a team that is having some trouble. Rosen also fumbled. You know, it, it's you, – if you're okay. playing a rookie so quarterback So, Arizona, like I got three wins, and I, I'm, I'm a member of that football team, and I'm sitting in my team meeting room watching the Rams the last two weeks. 
How do you think you feel about playing them right now? Oh, you feel great. That's what I'm saying. Because you think you can beat them. Yeah. So I, all this stuff about they got three wins, forget about record. Yes. Yeah. It's it's all about how you play from this point on. Absolutely. And the stuff you put out there. I, I bet Chandler Jones is licking his chops. He can't wait. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I, if you're watching the same film, anybody that lines up in the interior defensive line is like, yeah, finally, mm-hmm. I get a chance to make plays. So um, it doesn't matter who you play from this point on. It's... It, they're all going to give you their A game for as long as that lasts. Yeah. And if you help them, you can make any game a game, right. regardless of records. Well, it, it, Dante Fowler said this uh, yesterday during the open locker room period that we had, and he was in there, and he was saying that, you know what, you when you have a team like the Cardinals – and you, despite what their record is, you know that they're going to give you everything that they have because that's what they're, they're trying to play spoiler. They're trying to keep jobs in the league next year. You right. know, there's there's always so much to play for because there's only 16 of these regular season games that anybody is ever guaranteed in the NFL per year. Right. So that, that I think you... Uh, again, I, I think you're right. You know, they may have three wins and that's whatever, but you have to come out there and you have to make them, yeah. you have to make them look like a three win team. What's better than three, four, four. <laughs> you, you want to win the game and you know, uh, their problems are their problems. You have your problems too. Um, who can cover up? There's the best is going to win on game day. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know what? Rosen, I actually, I think has a lot of talent. Uh, even in that game um, against the Falcons, there was one he, he threw down the right sideline to David Johnson out of the backfield. And Johnson, you know, it was a really pretty pass. And he just right. dropped it right in the bucket. And so that helped set up their first touchdown. And they didn't really do much else throughout the course of that entire game. However, mm-hmm. um, you don't want to let them get on the board early and let them feel like they're getting something going early. I have a feeling they they probably won't. Um, I, I think you're going to get a reaction by by 99 this week okay yeah and this might be the week for him uh because that hasn't changed since the first time you saw arizona you know what do you mean well their offensive line didn't get better okay and he ripped them so you're you're gonna see a repeat performance um you're not gonna do much changing so they are what they are they're gonna try to run their their offense against you it's not gonna be really specific towards taking one guy away so like you said, they were an evaluation period towards the end of the year. Yeah. So expect him to to be dominant. So I, I think that you can be confident in. Um, offensively speaking, I, you know, it's a wait and see. I, I don't know what the condition of, of how Todd's going to look or perform come right. game day. So right. that part is is a question mark. Defensively speaking, yeah, this, this could be the get-right performance you're looking for defensively from the Rams perspective. From the Rams perspective. It it should be. I mean, if you think about that game that they played earlier this year, and granted it was with Sam Bradford as their quarterback, who's no longer even on that team slash in the NFL, but that was a game where you shut them out and you completely shut them down on offense. And so you know that you have that potential to do that. Absolutely. That, yes. I, I think you can feel confident and, and have rest assured there. Um, you should win on that side of the ball. The other side, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, what does Sean McVay have up his sleeve if you don't have one of the best backs in the league? No, well, yeah. I, I think in some ways you just got to put it on your number one overall pick QB. Can he right himself by just throwing it out of it? Let's see. I mean, what, what does the offense look like when 
if, if you have to go to that. Yeah. You know, uh, and you don't have Malcolm Brown too, right? Because that's the biggest thing. Versus some guys down there that can really pass rush, and they have the benefit of crowd noise. So that part we'll see. Defensively speaking, I think the Rams will be fine against the Cardinals. Well, the Cardinals also have one of the top corners in the league. I mean, we mentioned Chandler Jones earlier, but Patrick Peterson is still playing pretty well this season. Yeah. Oh my God. And I swear he lives for games like this. He does. Um, <laughs> You know, just one of those all-around performances where, I don't know, it, it, he seems to rise to the occasion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and wins the game almost by himself. Either punt return or some stupid pick or gets the ball out. You know, just makes these kind of plays. They, oh, he just drives you crazy towards the end of the year. One of Goff's interceptions this year was to Patrick Peterson in that Beautiful first Arizona pick. game. I remember, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful pick, too. Yeah. Um, and, it, look, he's a complete guy. So uh, if you're expecting him or – you want the corners to make tackles today. Okay, he'll oblige, and he'll bring it. He's a good corner. Yeah, he is. And that's, again, the Rams now basically, to me, these last couple weeks are about what the Rams can do for themselves. You know? Okay, uh, I'll do you one step. Uh, what the Rams are offensively going forward. That's yeah. that's where I'm at. Yeah. You know, okay. what are you going to be? What are you? Um, I, I I saw a renewed effort out of the Philadelphia Eagle defense when they kind of knew, and it's not that hard to tell, that you had a compromised running back on the other side. Mm -hmm. they, they just became a different group. Yeah. And that could happen against any defense that only has to face one phase of an offense. So we'll see. We will see. All right. Well, I think that will do it for this episode of Between the Horns. Yeah. Marco, any other parting shots? Parting shot. You know what? Bring a tape recorder next time. Bring a tape recorder. Because we talked to Jim Everett right before the game. We sure did. We should interview. We should just do it right there. Yeah, we really should And then should've. play it on between the horns. Yeah. There's so much that goes on, like, before the game. Like, That's true. Isn't it, like, all the people that walk around, all the people that we see? Honestly, I really should have just pulled out my phone. That is a great idea. That's Thank you. Coming soon to the next BTH. Excellent. Yeah. That's Whoever a great we idea. see on the sideline. Whoever we see on the sideline, if, we, if they say hi, we'll stop them and we'll play yeah. Uh, yeah, we had a nice conversation with Jim Everett about this very same situation. So um, it, it's it's really cool. So that's my parting shot. There. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Shout out to Jim Everett. He says he's a listener. Yeah. So you should be like Jim Everett and subscribe to the show. God, you. If he only, <laughs> if he only knew what I tried to do to him when we were playing against each other, I don't think he would like me very much. Uh, but he's really cool. I love him. Good guy. Yeah, great guy. Yes. All right. Well, everybody, thanks so much for listening to this edition of Between the Horns. Kickoff this Sunday from the desert in Arizona. It's going to be at Fox at 105 Pacific. That'll be 205 local. We will be on the sideline for Rams pregame live at about 12:25 Pacific. Until then, have a great one, everybody. Peace.